What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and this is our podcast where we like to drink bourbon, talk sports, and of course, at the end of the podcast, we always sample a bourbon and, and give you our our opinions on that bourbon. That's right. We did a we did a Michter's Sour Mash last week. This week, we're just going to do the regular small batch Michter's, uh, so we'll do that at the end of the episode. Cool. Cool. Uh, so... Uh, you know, we like to always start out the episode each week with our opening toast. So let's uh, dive right into the opening toast. And it came out this week that uh, I'm not even going to say WNBA legend. I'm just going to say women's basketball legend uh, and philanthropist. Philanthropist. That's a hard word to say. Philanthropist. It's a good thing I haven't got much into the bourbon yet, or I really wouldn't have been able to say it. She likes to give money <laughs> and time. Yes, time really is. Uh, mainly what she's done but Maya Moore retired at the age of 33 and like I said she's not just a WNBA legend she's a women's basketball legend she was a four-time All-American at UConn three-time Wade Trophy winner two-time NCAA champion two-time gold medal winner and she was the first overall pick in the WNBA in in 2011 Uh, she's won four WNBA titles one finals MVP, six All-Stars, and one league MVP. Sweet. So quite the accomplishment on the court. Full career, to say the least. Off the court, she stepped away from basketball in the middle of her career to go help Jeremy Irons. Right. You know, he had a 50-year prison sentence that everybody believed he was wrongly accused of. She walked away from basketball to help free this man. Got him freed, right? Married him, <laughs> and now they have a child together. Yeah, I think that's what I remember most of her, except for some of the Yukon stuff. Right. But. I mean, yeah, I didn't realize quite how much she's accomplished in her, you know, in a brief career. She's only thirty three. Right. Right. Uh, so she's accomplished a lot of stuff in in such a short period of time. So that's one person I wanted to toast today, and then my second one. Uh, we lost another another legend, passed away, Heisman Trophy winner Charles White. He died at the age of 64. They're saying the cause of death was esophageal cancer, right. but he had a lot of other things going yeah. on too. He, his his uh, brain's been donated to the CTE CTE Center at Boston University hmm. to you know to do some research and study on it, see if he was suffering from CTE. He had some addiction issues, which his his uh, ex-wife kind of attributed to probably, you know, needing sure. to, to soothe that pain. Uh, you know, he played back when the when the sport was. Yeah, he played in an era that you played through <laughs> no, concussions. Yeah, nobody really talked about concussions. Helmets, so, yeah, helmets he, were a little bit different. And, and he was a bruiser. You know, he he played eight seasons in the NFL. Like I said, he was a Heisman, 1979 Heisman Trophy winner at USC, 1978 national champion. So, you know, it's a sad day in the, in the, in the football world. Yeah, uh, he's, he's at, ironically, he's one of the first football cards I remember yeah. having was Charles. Well, he, you White. know, he was back when uh, USC was kind of running back you. Yeah. You know, with, yeah. with OJ and him. And then you had Reggie Bush a little bit further down the line so you know he 
That was back when Marcus the, Allen. Marcus, Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that was back back in those days, the glory days of, of USC running backs. So, yeah, he he's gonna be missed. I know you wanted to touch on a couple of things also during our opening toast. So, yeah, um, you know, I think uh, you know our opening toast. A lot of times it's about accomplishments and great careers and retirement, et cetera. But you know, seems fitting also with opening toast to maybe take the opportunity to to give well wishes or our condolences, you know, in, in tragic times. And of course, uh, UGA, you know, Georgia Nation this weekend had a tragic loss of life within their football program. Um, Devin Willock and Stafford Chandler LaCroix both lost their lives in a tragic car accident. Yeah, that was, that was hard to hear about because that was right after their uh, parade celebrating their, their back-to-back national championships. So, you know, as much as I – much as I didn't want to see Georgia win that game, but you know, you definitely don't want to see this. Yeah, no, I mean that that's that's kind of puts a little bit of a damper on their celebration for sure. And anyway, we would be remiss if we didn't want to extend our you know bourbon buzz and ball and well wishes out to all right. the Georgia faithful and the the players, the coaches, etc. And of course, the families. And and there was one more staffer in the car who also suffered some serious injuries. So let's you know hope that that she recovers and yeah, that's and, right. And uh, it's you know gets back to her usual. Yeah, and of course, let's let's go ahead and and roll into to the discussion about you know what tragic incident that occurred in Tuscaloosa as well on on Alabama well, right off Alabama's campus, but. You know, we had obviously we had a, a murder take place um, on the strip, which if you don't know what the strip is, it's a little it's a little bar, it's a little stretch of area right off of Alabama's campus where most people go after games and and celebrate or you know weekends. There's bars with live music, etc. But you know, one of our one of our basketball players was involved in a shooting there, but tragically, you know. A Jamia Harris was killed in the in the line of fire. You know, I don't know how how innocent and how much involved everybody was in that, but nobody deserved to be. Now, be killed. I mean, now you've got a five-year-old little boy that uh, doesn't have a, a mother. He has to grow right. up without his mother. Um, I did notice that uh, uh, Jamia, and I apologize if I'm not saying that name correctly, um, but her mother set up a GoFundMe page. And if you go to GoFundMe.com and type, just type in Jamia, J-A-M-E-A, mm. it'll pop right up. Uh, their original goal was to try to raise $5,000 for her son, you know, Kane. And when I looked at it earlier, they were already at $11,300. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's doing well. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to help this, this young boy out uh, who has to now grow up without his, yeah, without his mother. So, you know, like that's you said, true. our... Our prayers and condolences going out to, to her family and her son. Um, and while we're talking about some of these things, I did want to share a couple of updates, some good news. Uh, you know, we've been we've toasted Damar Hamlin and Peyton Hillis during the past couple of right. episodes. Damar's back home. Uh, he actually went to visit with his teammates on Saturday, the day before the game, and he's in good spirits. And you know, he's doing real good in his recovery. And then Peyton Hillis. Uh, who you know almost lost his life saving his, his kids? Right. He's off the ventilator now, so he's he's not 
completely, you know, out of out of danger yet, but he's he's showing good progress. So that's it. That's good. So you know, the the power of prayer, you know, it works. So it does work. That's why that's why we like to you know mention these things on the show to to get it out there and get other people, you know, thinking about it and and praying about it. And, sure. Well, we so. I mean, part of the show, you know, we hope to bring some. Some updates, some events, you know, other people in their busy lives might otherwise have not known some details on. So, right. you know, the opening toast is always usually upbeat. Today, it seemed like it, it, it kind of yeah. took a turn down, and, yeah. and hopefully, you know, the show will be able to bring it all back around. But but it, but is, I mean, one of my, was, it is one of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah, no. Know, was, because we do get to recognize, you know, usually we're recognizing, like you said, Great accomplishments, great careers, That's great right. lives. Um, but yeah, sometimes it does get a little somber, and we have to, you know, talk about some other things. That's just the world we're living in right now. So, anyway, let's raise yeah. a glass. Let's toast Maya Moore, Charles White, the the Harris family, Willock the, family, the, the, the Chandler, the UGA dog dog nation. You know, everybody we mentioned. Damar continue to get better. Peyton Hillis continue to get better. Cheers to y'all. Cheers. Yes, sir. What you drinking on tonight? I am I am doing an old forester tonight, the prohibition. Okay. I think that was a good good three for us. Yeah, it was either a three or four. Yeah, I think it was a three. Yeah. A little I bit went, on the a little bit on the spicy side, so yeah. might have. I think it fell in the three category. I uh. I also went with one of our threes. Uh, I went with the Russell Reserve, uh, yeah, from the, the the master distillers from uh, Wild Turkey. Right, that's a good one. And, uh, I yeah, like yeah, I uh, I wanted. You know, we're doing the Michters in a little while, and it's ninety one point four proof. So I didn't want to go too high on the you. proof and and kind of dis- distort my taste buds before we get over there and taste the Michters. So I. I Grab something that was a little bit lower in proof. It's it's only ninety I just, in proof. I just dove in hundred yeah, proof. Yeah, you, you right just jumped up. right in. Yeah. yeah, we did. We did do the old the prohibition, the nineteen twenty. We did it. Uh, it was a three, three for us, which is considered on the rocks. And uh, yeah, so old Forester's a good one. All of the old yeah, Forester's been, are yeah, good. We've, we've definitely been pleased with with that. Well, I think we got a, I think we got scumbag of the week, and I think we have a consensus on that. It's a subject that I know I'm not really wanting to talk about, but right. I guess we got to get it out there. And you know, being Alabama alums, Alabama fans, uh, yeah, you have to face the music. Yeah, you touched on on the the Jamia Harris incident that happened over the weekend. So obviously, our scumbag of the week is going to be Mr. Darius Miles. Mm. Uh, it turns out he was not the shooter, but that doesn't matter. He, Allegedly. No, no. They, they've, supposedly they've got witnesses oh, that have okay. put the gun in Michael Davis's hand. Gotcha. And Miles admitted to the arresting officers that he gave the gun. Davis the gun. And there's video, supposedly there's video that hadn't been released of the actual shooting. Because, you know, you were mentioning the strip. There's cameras everywhere, everywhere right. down there. So basically, it was like they pulled up next to a car and shot into the well, car. Well, the, that... the the story I'm getting, and you know, you get bits and pieces here and there. So it all started where 
somebody was was hitting on Jamia. It was either Darius or Darius's buddy Michael. Now Michael and Jamia, neither one of them go to the university. Right. Jamia was there with her boyfriend because her cousin is a student. Okay. Now Michael, the only thing that that they had about him was he's from Maryland and uh, and, and Darius. Darius is from the D.C. area, so they may. Yeah, I've, they may I've, know each other. I've you know. read where there's maybe some prior issues with one another. Okay, I've read that. I don't know how truthful that is because obviously there's a lot out there right now. But so yeah, what what Darius was charged with was basically uh, intentionally causing the death of Jamia Harris by aiding and abetting. Yeah, by basically giving Michael the gun. Uh, so just because he didn't pull the trigger, he's being charged with capital murder. Now, it's capital murder because it happened. She was sitting inside a vehicle. So in the state of Alabama, if, if you kill somebody that's in a vehicle, it's considered capital murder. Okay. Uh, and this, this could be life uh, sentence, even carry death penalty. Uh, so, mm. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, very serious uh, charges, and it, it, it looks pretty clear-cut what happened. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty clear cut, and I, I believe, you know, he's already been truthful. Yeah. You know, he's already been truthful, so, you know, it's. And I heard today that, you know, that they've, the Miles family has hired a very prominent law firm out of Birmingham to defend him, which is interesting to me. Um, you know, one of the things that I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, he's clearly a scumbag, and I kind of want to disconnect because I in watching the Feinbaum show, I know mm-hmm. how you feel about Feinbaum and maybe linking Bourbon Buzz and Ball into the Feinbaum show. I mean, I watched it today, and it's really appalling how people want to make this an attack on Alabama right. and the basketball team or the program or our athletic program in general. And this really needs to be disconnected from one another because this – yeah, well, and Alabama's already disconnected. He's he's, yeah. he's no longer a student. He's no longer on the basketball team. There's a hallway that leads to the basketball arena that is lined with action shots of each of the players. Well, you can clearly see his has been removed, and it's just got the, the, the hooks for the picture. But he, like I said, they have completely distanced themselves from the – I won't say distanced themselves from the situation, but he is not considered – Part of the program. Part of, yeah. And, you know, they also have psychiatrists that the players can talk to. I mean, because this is, you know, their brother. Sure. Yeah. You know, Darius mean, has been was... on the team for three years. So you got some guys on there like Quinterly and, right. and Gurley. And, you know, they all went they all went on that European right. tour together this summer. So, I mean, it's, you know, of course, basketball end of it's secondary to the loss of a life. You know, a family that now has to go on, you know, without a mother, without a daughter. You know, right. so obviously we don't want to diminish that in any way. That's, you know, that's the, the, the main issue at hand here. But there are, you know, Alabama's got to play a basketball game tonight. So, right. you know, you, you have to you have to be able to, you know, process it and uh, – I mean, it's just. I mean, you know, it's just tragic across the board. Yeah. I mean, he's not only has a life been lost and families have been changed forever. 
you know, his life is changed forever on a on a moment of it's kind of like Henry Ruggs poor decision making. You know, you, you, know, you yeah, make exactly. one you make one bad decision and it can ruin the rest of your life, and that's what really that's what's going to happen here. And you know, as a as a father of a daughter that basically is the same age as this uh, Jamia, I think Jamia was twenty three, so she's a little bit older than my daughter. But this happened a block from mm-hmm. where my daughter lives, right? Uh, you know, and I mean, they're at the time you, you got there's other ring cams that are showing people running down the street because I mean, mm-hmm. you're just hearing right, they, they said they heard like 10 or 11 shots hmm. because the boyfriend in the car he actually started firing back and he struck one of either uh, Darius or, or Michael. He went in self defense, he shot back and it wasn't it, I think it was like a superficial wound, but gotcha. um, yeah, it's just a Terrible situation. It's just such a disregard. And, you know, my question is, why did Darius feel the need to carry a gun to the Strip? And how many other people on the Strip are carrying guns? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a question that I think is well, well beyond the, the means of this show. I mean, I think it would take hours to even discuss it and why and where, where, the youth, I don't, I don't necessarily want to get into a youth discussion, but I mean, because it's clearly not just the youth, but I mean, just in general, that question is just why do things resort to this when it was just an obvious, maybe misunderstanding? Yeah, like a I said, it, confrontation. It, it sounded like they, the, Darius and Michael were hitting on this girl. She didn't want anything to do with them. The boyfriend then starts getting upset, and it escalates from there. You walk away. I mean, what happened to the old days when you got into a fist fight instead yeah. of like men? Somebody had a black eye for, yeah, now, now, for a couple of days. Now that it's without hesitation, pull out a gun. Sad, man. It's it sad. is. I it is. I don't want to talk about it anymore, though, because I think it, it could probably get a little bit more deeper yeah. in terms yeah. of reasoning why and, and the trying to explain this because there's – there's honestly no explanation. It's just a lack of respect for for human life. I mean, it's just I just don't I don't get it. I just don't understand. Yeah, it. yeah, I don't either. It's it's like you said, the the the, the lack of respect for for human life. It's just not valued like it used to be. Mm-mm. No. Anyway, let's let's move on. Let's talk some let's talk some football, man. All righty. Yeah, it was a it was a good, uh, real good weekend of football in in the NFL. Uh, Matter so I, of perspective. Well, I'm saying that all <laughs> the games were entertaining except the first game with uh, San Fran. It kind of got away from yeah. the Seahawks, so that game wasn't one of the better ones. And then the last game of, yeah. of the week, no, uh, they ran away with, with that one uh, with Brady and. And uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Man. Have you ever? I've never seen Brady and Mike Evans so out of sorts. I mean, it was they've they've been out of sorts. You know, I had Evans on my fantasy team, and he was a disappointment because it was like when Brady would throw a good pass, he'd drop it. Right. Or when he'd be open, Brady would throw a bad. They just could not get. I think yeah. they had one or two games where they were on the same page, but for the most part, they could not get in sync this weekend. But you take away those two games, and those other, and I know you're. Your Vikings game didn't turn out the way that, that you would have wanted. 
No, but I mean, but I ain't I mad kinda, about it. I know you're not <laughs> mad about it. I'm, I kind of expected it, to be honest with you, prior to the game. I mean, I am definitely never been on the Cousins train. I've, I've been on the – I've been on the Sam Darnold train, but not on the Cousins train. Even though I do respect Kirk Cousins for the right. efficient quarterback he is, but he's... well, that last play of the game, you can't, you can't check that. You, you can't, can't make that down. throw. You've got to at his, least at his status, got, status in the league. Yeah, I mean, got, in the, you've got Thielen. You've got Thielen. You've got Dalvin Cook coming out of the backfield. You've got Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. I mean, how does Justin Jefferson not get a look? One time down the stretch, I don't, yeah. I don't understand it. I mean, even, even if Justin Jefferson is is covered, he's still open. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's that it, kind of guy. You got just, you got probably a better chance on giving him a fifty-fifty ball. Yeah. Exactly. Than you do throwing a three-yard pass on fourth and nine, and hoping that your tight end, which who, who had a great game. Sure. He was their their leading receiver, so he. He had a tremendous game, but, yeah, but he's probably he's probably not going to make too many people miss. No, no, he, and, yeah, you know, he's basically going to have to. He might be able to truck somebody truck for an extra somebody or two yards, somebody, right? But he's not going to drag somebody for six yards. Was what, which is exactly. basically what he needed. And of course, our Bama boy Xavier McKinney was there Xavier, to make the stop. Xavier made a good tackle. All right, so I, I was going to say the Giants and the Vikings for a little bit later on, but since since we started talking about them, yeah. And me and you, you know, I'm I'm diehard Giants. You're diehard Vikings. We we didn't put a bet on the game. No, we didn't. Uh, you know, we could have done a even. You got to wear a jersey or something like that. But I do have one request. All right. Because you have been hard on my boy. <laughs> you got your own nickname for my boy. But I think from what he's shown, you might need to put a little respect on his name. So I want to I want to hear it one time. <laughs> I want to hear what what Mr. Daniel Stephen Jones the third <laughs> Danny Nichols. No, no, come on now. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna give Danny Dimes a little cred because he has been pretty clutch down the stretch of the season. Yeah, he, he's actually been good almost all year he has. all year long. I mean, but he has, like you said, he has gotten better each, and I think that's hats off to Dable. Yeah. You know, oh think. yeah, it could be part of his development has has been Brian Dable. But for now sure. he looked. Incredible in that game. Over 300 yards passing, 70-something yards rushing. Giants going to make him a little bit richer this oh, offseason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, right, so now they're either going to have to franchise. They, they, supposedly they've been getting kind of close on a on a contract extension. but uh, I think based on how this year has gone for, for Danny Dimes, he's going to get oh, he's rich. The, he's got to be in the top half. Yeah, of all the oh, quarterbacks yeah, in the league, I, he's definitely top fifteen. So you know, yeah. maybe even top ten. You know, with with some of these aging quarterbacks on the tail well, end. Also, if you factor in the the fact that he's a little bit more uber athletic than he gets credit for. Yeah, and and Van- now Vanilla Vic. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I mean now, I mean legit. If he gets out, he's tough to catch. Oh yeah, he. And so now with his development on throwing the ball and, and if the Giants may find him another weapon in the receiving core in the offseason. I would probably, 
just thinking off the top of my head right now. They're going to draft a lineman. I would lineman. I would think. Now they're going to go wide receiver. They better, but they um, always seem yeah. to draft an offensive Well, but line. Gettleman's gone. So <laughs> That's true. Uh, That's true. I think Shane and Dave will get it right. But I was just sitting here thinking, as far as true dual threat quarterbacks in the NFL, I think you got to go uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jones. Uh, uh, Lamar Jones. <laughs> I'm Lamar, Lamar Jones. That's a new name, yeah. Lamar Jones. Uh, I was going to say um, well, Justin Fields, but actually I'm going to put Daniel Jones because he's a better passer. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. I he he might be the third best dual, true dual threat. You left Jalen out of that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. left Jalen yeah, out I of that. Yeah, I forgot about Jalen. Yeah. Okay, so. And that's him and Jalen. And you left Gidget. Out of that one, ah, see, I, I mean, as far as dual threat goes, of course, when you when you think of dual threat, see, you I, think put, all I put, yeah, I, I put Kyler closer to Justin Fields, where they're a lot more of a threat running. Oh yeah, because if you know, you I also got to look at Daniel. What Daniel Jones has got at the wide receiver, and he's doing this. Oh yeah, it's, uh, he's been pretty limited with his weapons. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would say probably fourth. Then, yeah, I, I, that's I, another. I'll, let's 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 parking lot that discussion okay. because that's that's we might come up with a list, do a list maybe in the next episode or two. Who do we think are the top QBs, top running backs, top wideouts? Yeah, you know, as, as this year year's ending. Okay, but I I definitely I definitely agree. The Giants' success has has been with. With Danny Dimes' development, yeah, I mean, and it I, looks good. I, for as far as the uh, that game this weekend, getting a Dory Jackson back also was huge because he lined up against Justin Jefferson eighty five percent of the time, and he, it was he held six him, catches for thirty seven yards. Yeah, he held him down. I think he he looked frustrated. Yeah, Justin looked frustrated, and Kirk Kirk went away from him. You know, they were going to him early. Yeah, but and they then, weren't getting much. I know, and then they they just kind of quit quit. It was all the first him. drive, and then it was should have just kept leaning on him. He would have broken something. Yeah, but he didn't. So but yeah, that was the Giants' first win since 2011 mm-hmm. when they won the Super Bowl over the Patriots. Yeah. So, so they'll play the Eagles. The Eagles had a bye. Uh, Jalen Hurts wasn't on the injury report, but I I don't think he's 100. percent I don't think so. Either. And I actually think the Giants got a chance. Because if he isn't able to be that true dual threat that makes him so dangerous, and 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 he is one dimensional, right? I think. Uh, I mean, I, I think I, it gives the Giants I a legit def- shot. I definitely think. Uh, I think every. Now nah, I take that back. I don't think the Jags have a chance against the Chiefs. Against yeah. the Chiefs, but you Chiefs know, are I playing s- so good, but the. The the line the line is what seven and a, what's the line on that one eight and a half yeah and I've seen some predictions out there that have it within a touchdown yeah I mean you gonna get the 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 Jaguars that started that game against the Chargers or you gonna get the Jaguars yeah. that finished it because I mean let's go ahead and talk about that game I mean Trevor Lawrence three picks in the first quarter I know four overall uh, you know it's just uh, and then he, he couldn't have start out started out any any worse than what he started out. Now hats off nope. to uh, hats off to Peterson calming him down and and Trevor calming himself down and 
and Jags playing solid D the rest of the way. But I guarantee you, if they fall behind the Chiefs like yeah, they did the, can't the Chargers, it's a much different, much different team, much different coach. Yeah, yeah. The Chargers wound up firing their OC and and the quarterback I, coach. I still keep waiting to see if Staley's going to get no, fired. I, but. I think that was to keep his job. Yeah. I think Staley had to. Had to do some do some moves to keep his own job. I mean, I, I personally think Staley should be gone. I, I haven't seen anything. I mean, not with his roster. I haven't yeah, seen no. anything for him to keep his job. I mean, there's so many qualified coaches out there. To, to, to quote you, who, who's done less with more? Yeah, exactly. So. He's, I, don't, I don't like Staley as a coach, to be yeah. honest with you. I think he might be a great, uh, you know, offensive wizard that some teams but, might want to bring but in you as need, OC. Yeah, and you, but you need a head coach that's going to veto some of his stupid – Sure, exactly, because uh, decisions. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't like Staley as a head coach. Yeah, that I analytics that he likes to – Way more qualified. I could sit here and name a list for you that's way more qualified than he is. Okay. But, so. but yeah, I know I actually have – I've made my choices of games. I got KC over Jacksonville 34-17. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be that big. These aren't uh, – I'm not advocating you go out and make bets with <laughs> your local bookie on this. This is this is my feeling. Go ahead and write these down, and let's check back on them next week. I, I like Philly over the Giants, man. I was close to picking an upset, but I like Philly 31 over the Giants 21. And I like Cincy over the Bills 27-24. And I like Dallas over the Niners. Based on what I saw, I think that's my upset. Dallas, special. Dallas did look good, except for their kicker. Yeah, <laughs> Have was, you ever seen that before? Man, that was crazy. Four, and and if you go back to the previous week, he missed his last extra. So he missed five straight. Oh wow, extra points. But he was solid throughout the year. Oh, that they, they, they didn't cut him. No, I mean they. I, know. I mean he just had the yips. I mean it's like a golfer who you know. And what is Dallas it gets in do? your head? What does Dallas do in their first? Touchdown on their first possession against the Niners. They're going to go to extra point or go for two? Nah, I'd, I'd go for the extra point. But if he to. misses it, that might be the last time he gets to go wow, for an that extra was, point. That was crazy. He just couldn't He couldn't buy it. Yeah, it was, all, it was in his head because, you know, he, he overcompensated when he missed right, and then he missed way left. Then he went back to the right, and then he, I think he actually almost made it, but it kind of grazed off the upright to the outside. Right. It was crazy. Yeah, I like Dallas against Philly for the NFC Championship. I mean, I think the NFC East has been the best in the How NFC. How about that? So, How about that? No, I, so, I was going to mention that. If the three of the final four in the NFC are yeah, from I the mean, East. You did, we didn't really predict that preseason, but it's the way it's played out. And, I mean, honestly, I mean, towards the end of the year, I thought Dallas was playing pretty much the best football. Then they stumbled in. But I yeah. think last night, you know, they looked really solid. Well, you know, it, we we did like Dallas and mm. um, Philly. Yeah. The Rams, you know, we, we, we liked them. But, I mean, who knew they were going to fall off a free right. cliff? Um, the Niners, we liked the Niners. I mean, you know, we weren't too bad off on the NFC. No, the NFC. And, and you know, honestly, the AFC kind of kind of fig- figured out – the, the AFC, the, the three, three, three of the four teams. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'd say you know both the AFC and NFC. Three out of the four teams. You know, the Giants were the surprise in the NFC. The Jags are the surprise in the AFC. Yeah, 
But let me let me tell you this stat here. So in the AFC, your four quarterbacks: Patrick Mahomes, twenty-seven; Josh Allen, twenty-six; Joe Burrow, twenty-six; Trevor Lawrence, twenty-three. In the NFC, Dax the old man at twenty-nine; hmm. Danny Dimes, twenty-five; Jalen Hurts, twenty-four; and Brock Purdy, good, twenty-three. Brock Purdy. So I'd say uh, the NFL's in pretty good hands with these young quarterbacks. Yeah. Not a single one left is even in his 30s yet. Now, if Tom would have won, he'd have been old enough to have been all their dads. Oh, man, he played with – he played when them, those chaps were in middle school. Purdy was one. One. <laughs> <laughs> when Brady entered the league. And, you know, statistically, Brady had one of his best years. He did not look – he did not look good last night. No, he didn't look good last night. I mean, he – his throw – I mean, it wasn't – I don't know what was – and so, you know, I don't. You know, that brings up a question. Though. Yeah, what, what do you, you what do you think? Well, what did, let's start out. I was going to ask you, what do you think? Where do you think Aaron Rodgers plays next? Well, you know, he's got like a fifty nine point five million dollar guaranteed contract for next year. Right. He's, he's either, either going to be a Packer or he's going to be out of the league. He's a Packer. You There's no way anybody can pick that up. I know you can't turn down 60 mil for for 17 weeks. Uh-huh. Well, it's a little more than 17 weeks, but, you know, with the with the off season, you have to dedicate. But yeah. he's a Packer next year. I know the Raiders are, you know, the Raiders are talking Brady or talking Aaron Rodgers. I've know. heard Brady. I mean, yeah, I've heard Brady's name with the Raiders, with – the Jets. Can you see a lot, uh, you know, mm. him going from the Patriots to the Jets? Nah. And of course, I've heard Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, but I've, then he'd be following in Favre's footsteps, and yeah. I don't think he wants to go down that route. I kind of thought Aaron Rodgers would surface in San Fran, but they I may mean, have they may have their quarterback. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. What I, that's what I was going to say when you talked about Brock Purdy. I'm. I was about to say that I don't even think he's starting next year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to depend on how he finishes out. I mean, if he if he went, if he beats Dallas in the playoffs, you think? Uh, I know we keep jumping around, but yeah. you think you think Brady's going to play next year? Think he's going to walk? I think he'll probably play just because that's who he is. I, I think he. I think he probably should have walked after last year right. and not even come back for this year. But uh, yeah, there's there's three other people that thought that too. His wife, oh, yeah. his ex-wife, <laughs> and two children. But yeah. and probably his parents. But you know, Brady's right. Brady. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I definitely think uh, he's done in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I I think Tampa's window is probably closed. And uh, he, you know, Brady is only going to come back, and he's only going to play if it's a situation where he's got a chance to win a championship. Right. So I can see, uh, I can see Brady surfacing on the West Coast for sure. He's a California guy, so I could see Brady surfacing definitely out in Vegas. I, I can, or yeah, I could see him at, with Vegas. You know, I've heard, I've also heard his, him mentioned in Miami, but they they came out and endorsed Tua. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, we didn't really talk about the the Bills Dolphins game, but um, had to have been playing in that game, mm, might have been a different outcome. It, it, I think it could have been. 
That's why I'm I'm picking I'm picking this weekend. I'm picking the Bills to get upset. Since yeah. since he's the better team and I I'm gonna say this, I think they got the better quarterback right now. Yeah, Josh sometimes he 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 just the his decision making sometimes is, is not the best. Goat boy. Goat boy looks good. <laughs> yeah, I wanna do it, but you know, I don't know if the audience is ready for that yet. Um what else you want to talk about? I, what about Barbosa blasting the officials? Yeah, I mean, wasn't that didn't have, the officials weren't the reason you guys blew? What was it? Twenty eight point twenty twenty seven or twenty eight point lead? They were up. I think I got it in my notes somewhere. Twenty seven. Yeah, twenty seven to nothing. That's what I saw somebody make a comment that it's a it's a Florida thing because they were down twenty seven to nothing. The Dolphins were down. Either seventeen or eighteen to nothing, and the Bucks. Now I think the Dolphins were down seventeen to nothing. The Bucks were down eighteen to nothing, and the Jaguars were down twenty-seven right. to nothing. <laughs> so it was like somebody tweeted, "Yeah, it's a Florida football That's thing." A Florida thing. But uh, yeah, now he, you got to keep your composure, and I mean that just you look you're looking like a a, a whiny crybaby. Well, you know, he. I'll play. I'll play the other side. I mean, he's blowing off steam, obviously, but I think it's a lot of frustration out of the players for how poor the officiating has been all season. This this season. Yeah, you know, we def- be- we definitely have talked. You know, that's what during the Giants Vikings game on uh, our one of our touchdowns, our left tackle left early. Right, should should have been a flag on one of y'all's touchdowns. Thibodeau gets freaking yeah, tackled, mauled, yeah. <laughs> and that shouldn't have been a touchdown. Later, and it, and it was right in the it was right in yeah, the right, window yeah, of the right play. There. It wasn't like it was hard to see. Yeah, um, there was a rough in the passer later in, like on the last possession, that uh, gave the Vikings an extra fifteen yards. That was a bogus rough in the passer call. So yeah, just in that game alone. Yeah, I think if you were, I think if you were to like make a composite list of like the NFL's top twenty worst official call calls by officiating, I think late hits or roughing the passer would probably make up fifteen. Yeah, roughing the passer is going to be fifteen to twenty, probably eighty percent of that list. And pass interferences. Yeah, because who knows what's a pass interference? I mean, I I was watching some of the games this weekend, and they were letting that they were letting everything go. It's all subjective, you know, and it depends on your officiating crew. I mean, I, I just think that I think Goodell, you know, he's gonna have to, they're gonna have to talk about officiating this off season. There's yeah, got to be something done because the amount of, the amount of roughing the passers that were called when when these players were legitimately just putting the quarterback to the ground because if you don't. It's sometimes they'll let the quarterback spin out well, they, and continue the play. There was uh, – what game was it that I was watching? I want to say it was the New York Giants where the the defender – I think it might have been against – it might have been the last game of the year against Jalen Hurts where our, our guy had him for the sack and Jalen kind of made a motion over the guy over his shoulder. So he lets up. Because he thought the ball was no. released, you know, rather than put him on the ground. And then he rolls out, throws it, you know, and right. play wasn't over. So, yeah, it's – they definitely need to do something about the – and college football, too, it wasn't very good. 
So no, no, it's it's horrible. It's hard to watch a it's hard to watch an NFL game when you see Chris Jones, who's a monster of a man, come over the top of a quarterback, basically strips, sacks him, falls on him. He has the that ball, was, yeah, that was a and they call play. him for roughing the passer, yeah, yeah. and he's got the football. The, yeah. the quarterback was a running back yeah, at that, that point. A, that How you rough him? Play. <laughs> I mean, that's I just. I can't imagine being a imagine being a Chris Jones who makes thousands off of bonuses for sacks and you get a sack disallowed right because of a bogus call by Boger the official yeah. what's his name Jerome Boger right. I think he's called the most roughing the passers this year at it's, any rate it's terrible it is terrible well you know one thing I did like in that Giants Vikings game was that accelerated reviews yeah, I like I like that. But that was the only game I really noticed much of it in. No, I think it was. I think I saw it in a. I saw it in the Jags game. Okay. Yeah, they're starting to do. Well, more. and I see the. I wasn't. I had the Jags on a secondary TV because when when it got way out of hand, I thought, well, I'll just leave it on and see what happens. Yeah. So I wasn't listening to it. I was just. I just had it on another screen. Yeah, I do. I do like. But that. I did like that because it. You know. It speeds up. You don't have to do that whole. They're challenging to the play and lose a timeout, not lose a timeout. So I'd rather see more of that. Yeah, New York getting involved that, and making know, them just just tell them what to call in their ear. Yeah, even hey, yeah, now, now pick that flag up. That wasn't roughing not the passer, roughing the passer <laughs> dude. Yeah, not at all. So yeah, now that that I did like, and hopefully that's where things are headed. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. Uh, yeah, well, I, I did find it, uh, you know, kind of interesting that uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to see the the Bills uh, Bills Bengals. Yeah. Uh, you know the game. After that, all. Yeah, the game that actually was was originally um, canceled. Right. Unfortunately, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna get to see it. Uh, of course, it's at a different venue this time. Yeah. Which uh, you know, we'll we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, hopefully as games goes off okay. It's got a lot of bad mojo to me. Yeah. You know, I don't know if the players feel bad mojo themselves, but yeah. hopefully it goes off okay. Yeah. Yep. Let's uh I don't know how much time. What, what how much time we got left? Let's, well, we're we're probably about 40 40 minutes well, in or so. Let's talk Pete Golding before we call it okay. a, we call it a show cuz right. I mean, we Obviously, you know, we're, we're Bama dudes, and so we got to talk a little Bama football. And Pete Golding's out yep. as a D.C. And um, whether or not Pete, Pete, you know, moved on his own or coach told him, hey, buddy, this, it's time to make a decision I, I think, here. I think there was some nudging. I do, too. I think, I there was some, I think uh, the, the Tennessee game and the Notre Dame game got him nudged. Yeah, I think if you – you mean LSU game. Yeah, LSU. What did I say? Notre, Notre Dame. Because I'm thinking of Brian Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, LSU. Yeah. But definitely you, not making any adjustments in that Tennessee game. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much boiled down to, you know, his two losses for sure. And then, you know, 13th nationally overall in defense. We saw a slip there. We, And then, of course, like you just said, we got shredded in our losses. So that, that doomed him, I believe. And if you follow social media – like I do. I mean, the Alabama faithful absolutely despise. Oh, they, they can't stand him or Bill O'Brien. Yeah, and and Bill O'Brien may maybe next, you know, out on his own. Well, I don't they, think so. His, but his, well, his it's his, getting his, too late. His, in con, his contract runs out in February, 
and they have not announced an extension. Yeah. So it makes you think that he's still, Nick's letting him look around. I right. think I think if he doesn't find another job that he wants to take, I do think Nick will bring him back. Yeah. But I think I think he's looking right now and putting feelers out there to see if he wants to take something. Excuse me, take something else. But uh, well, I've heard some interesting. And I'm, and I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad Golding is gone. But you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of Alabama's faults have been our faults all along. You know, our DBs play a certain way. We've always put them on an island. Yeah. And we've always given up big plays and 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 made gambles. Um, but you know, I'm not a big fan of Golding for the simple fact that I just. I don't think he he adjusts enough, and his blitz packages were non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not exactly unhappy. Um, I've heard Jim Leonard's name mentioned. Yeah, I like that. I like. I like. I like that one. Yeah, I think that because I mean he did great things with at Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now give him give him the talent you know, base to, of from, Alabama from, from three and four stars to four and five stars exactly and let's see what he can do so yeah I I, I definitely like Leonard I, I like that name for sure um Todd Grantham is in our on our yeah. staff I didn't realize he was on our yeah, staff he, he's a analyst yeah so of course I think my my first choice would be Schumann you know he's young up and coming he he is the play caller for Georgia he's a co-defensive coordinator right. with uh Muschamp with Alabama ties, he's a he's an Alabama alumni. Right. Uh, he he went he didn't play football, uh, but he went to Alabama. He was a, a student assistant, then a grad mm-hmm. assistant, then player personnel. And when Kirby left, that was the first person that Kirby took with him. Yeah. Uh, so Kirby thinks highly of him. He's been with Kirby since Kirby's been at Georgia, so he's still learning from a great defensive mind. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I would love that, – that That would be my choice. The I mean, Georgia faithful don't think we got a shot I at I know. Him. They're like, why would he want to go to Alabama? Well, he's an alumni. You know, sometimes – that. why right. do you think Kirby left Alabama to go to Georgia? Because he's an Cause, alumni. Because he's an alumni. And if somebody young like that comes in and makes a name for himself, guess what else he's going to be? The successor to Nick Saban. Potentially, for sure. So, yeah, it's – there's – and – He's only making eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, salary. Exactly. Yeah, money, money talks. Nick can throw two, three million at him. That's right. And and he won't be co-defensive coordinator. He will be the defensive coordinator. Yeah, I think there's some delusional Georgia fans out there, and I, you yeah. know, uh, Georgia may lose their offensive coordinator too. So yeah. you know, Kirby might start having to see what what Nick had to yeah. go through. You know, Dabo. Dabo finally had to go through it and look what happened to Clemson. Yeah, it sort of, sort of changes. It changes the continuity mm-hmm. of your program. And I've argued this for years and people laugh about it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, Georgia, just wait. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you might be – you're at the top of the mountain. Yep. Okay, so l- let's just say this, Georgia. College football next year, it runs through Athens. I'm gonna give them. Not that. really. Have you seen their schedule? <laughs> well, yeah, it runs doo doo through Athens on their schedule, but no, college football runs through Athens. But you aren't the gold. They're not the gold standard. The gold standard is still in Tuscaloosa, and I don't care about that. I'm just saying, I've seen too many Georgia people argue that they're the standard now. Well, you're not the standard. 
And so, did I did I bump that? We might have gotten a little loud. <laughs> no, we're well, good. Cause, well, because I want to get loud in this segment, because we are still the standard. I mean, you better put together a little bit more than two natties in the last forty. Have you not been back listening to, to David back. Pollock? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not the standard. Exactly. This is direct at D Pollock. You wanna you wanna disrespect the goat in person? You are not the standard. You are. It does run through Athens this year. I give them that. Mm-hmm. They are on top. But like what you said, that starting to lose some coaches. You know, people are going to want what UGA has. People are going to want that Kirby Smart mentality on defense. Oh, yeah. So you're going to lose some some coaches, and we'll see how good your development stays if it can keep that upward trajectory like it has in Tuscaloosa. Coach Saban get, needs to get a lot more credit than what he's been given. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see what uh, what the future holds. So. Yeah, sweet. That's all I got. I mean, I I could talk forever, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, way I think too good. early, top 25. Yeah. Well, I was also going to mention LeBron James. You know, he crossed over the 38,000-point threshold. He uh, trails Kareem by 315 points. So mm-hmm. at his current pace, he's about 12 games away from being the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. Is that a great one? Yeah, and he'll probably do it in about 150, give or take, less games than than Kareem did. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll have that. We'll we'll have to put bourbon buzz and ball and spin on the on the Michael Lebron discussion. Yeah, in one of our shows right, coming we, up, we can do it. At, at, that's supposed to be around the first week of February. All right. Well, let's so, let's aim for for next. So yeah, we can next show or the show after. We'll. It'll probably be the the dead week before the Super Bowl. Okay. So we'll probably that'll be a good be a good time to let's have put that our discussion. spin on that one. We can do that. We can do that. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up over here. We'll head over to the bar. We'll taste that Mictors, and mm. then we'll rate, rate that shit. See you at the bar. Cheers.